being in celebration and in gratitude for the things that you have learned, the strides that you've made, the goals that you've set, the habits that you form, the intentionality that you have. Because when you are filled with that sense of gratitude and pride and confidence in what you've done, it helps prepare you for what's to come next without drowning in that self-doubt of not being enough to do that thing that you want to do. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, hello, friend. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be with you today. Today, I really want to dive into something that I swear comes up in so many conversations I have in so many parts of my life. I have yet to talk to a woman that to some extent doesn't struggle with an element of self-doubt. Now, I think we all have our own unique flavor of what that looks like. But even when we allow ourselves the space and the freedom to dream big dreams or consider our goals or think about what intentionality and focus looks like for us or our family, a lot of us have this nagging feeling that pops up. And sometimes it's really loud and sometimes it's just kind of there, but it's that, who am I? Who am I to train for a half marathon? Who am I to go after that promotion? Who am I to start telling my story online? Who am I to start a nonprofit? Who am I to go after that leadership role? Who am I to think I can garden and can for my family? Who am I to homeschool? Who am I to insert anything? Who am I to? And honestly, my biggest rebuttal to that is why not me? There are people less qualified than you doing the thing that you want to do right now simply because they have the audacity to try. Honestly, if not you, then who? someone's got to do it. If there's anything I know from watching anyone else do anything, it's that if I wanted it bad enough, I could be doing it too. With that being said, I also understand that kind of feels like a magic wand kind of mentality. When you're really struggling in the thick of self-doubt, when those soundtracks are playing so loudly in your mind, it's not as easy as just saying, why not me? And then Pretending like all that self-doubt doesn't exist and then doing it. Of course, there's that element of, uh, what's the quote? I really need to see where this comes from because I've quoted this many times. I think it's from the movie We Bought a Zoo. And they say like, all it takes is 10 seconds of insane bravery or courage to change your life. Wow, I really need to fact check that one. But that is true. But I also know that it's not always that easy. Even women who I think are confident in a lot of ways still struggle with self-doubt and that element of like, can I do this? Who am I to do this? Is this even possible? Like, what if I fail? What if they see me fail? All of that. So here are a few things that you can do, we can do together to overcome self-doubt. I will say I am not immune to this, 
for as much as I know that I have the audacity and confidence to do anything that I set my mind to, that doesn't mean that I am not in like psychological warfare with myself every step of the way. For sure, something I have talked to my therapist about. So if you identify with that, if you have those nagging feelings of that, who am I or that self-doubt, kind of that blah, that, and you wish that you could just move past that and into the things that are on your heart, here are a few things that you can try to move closer to that direction. First of all, and I think this one might be a little tricky, but can you identify where that self-doubt comes from? Like what, what's the root cause? Is it something that stems from your past life experiences? Is it something that you have internalized like from a societal perspective? Is it like you don't feel like you have a lot of confidence and experience in the thing that you're trying to do? Is it something that someone has said to you directly or messages that you have internalized based on what other people have said about other things? If you can pinpoint some of those reasons why you are feeling that self-doubt, not that it's going to solve the problem entirely, but you can at least work on addressing that directly. Like if you know where that's coming from or can identify multiple places where that's coming from, you can challenge that or you can rewire that or you can take into consideration where you're receiving those messages and dive deeper into what it looks like to create new stories. Another thing that can really help build that confidence and kind of turn down that dial of self-doubt is to build the confidence and trust in yourself. So I think from a very basic perspective, that can look like stacking those small goals or those wins. That's why something like UDU82 is so powerful. Like obviously the habits themselves are good for us and the better we feel, the better we can do life. But a lot of times it's like, we are so willing to show up for everyone else and then put ourselves last. And so it's when we stack those wins, when we commit to something, when we set those goals and then see traction or progress or reach those goals, like that can build that confidence. I know I talk about my example with running like all the time. You're probably sick of hearing me talk about running. But gear up because Andrew and I just signed up for a 30K run out west. It's like in Montana, Yosemite, that kind of area. I actually need to look up exactly where it is. But anyway, with that being said, I'm about to start talking about running again. But that was such an exercise for me in understanding what it looked like to show up for myself differently, keep commitments, set small goals, and then stack the wins to eventually get to something bigger. Like there is no way the very first day that I ran ever that I could have ever imagined I would run a half marathon. That was ludicrous in my mind. Like one mile felt impossible. A half marathon, like that's something other people do. But over the course of, you know, from September till May, when I actually ran it, I ran a mile and then I ran a mile and a half and then I ran two miles and then I ran two miles a little bit faster and then I ran three. And then it's like as the momentum built, as I started stacking these wins on top of each other, as I started to prove myself again and again and again that I could do the things that I said that I wanted to do, that's when the possibility of running a half marathon even started to present itself. 
And although it was scary, and I certainly had this element of like, wow, I've never done this before, and this feels a little impossible, I had flexed that muscle of setting a small goal, actively showing up to work towards it, not to say that it was easy, my gosh, like getting up to 5K was the hardest thing I've ever done. But I taught myself what it looked like to show up to accomplish those small goals and then get closer to the bigger one. Again, that's where like building habits or, you know, it it's even as simple as like taking a look at your goal and whatever that looks like. Let's say your goal is to write a book. Okay. That's kind of <laughs> that is something I have declared as something I'm going to start this year. And I'm not going to lie, I'm like holding these physical books like these personal development chapter kind of books in my hand. And I'm like, (gasps) where do I even begin? Where do I even begin? And I know that I can't go from today to physical book any easier than I can go from I've never run before to I can run a half marathon. So it's a matter of like scaling back of like, what's the first win? Okay, well, maybe it's doing some research on what self-publishing looked like. Maybe it's signing up for a book writing course or some sort of mastermind or talking with someone who has written a book before or at the very simplest form, like Google searching or searching on social media, like how to write a book. Okay. Those are small attainable things that I can do to get closer to that bigger goal. Hey friend, after bringing dozens of small town doers and dreamers together in 2022, I am so excited to announce I'm getting ready to relaunch small group virtual masterminds to help you bring your life, career, or business to the next level. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, entrepreneur, leader in your organization, or thriving business owner, I'm putting together unique offers specifically designed to meet you where you're at and help you grow. Tap the link in today's show notes to be the first to learn about each mastermind offering. And of course, first to register come launch day. Then along the way, one way to really be present and kind of turn down that self-doubt is to celebrate your successes and wins along the way. Last summer, I think it was last summer, I read a book that was so impactful for me. It's called The Gap and the Gain. And it's all about, you know, so often so many of us can see the future vision and we're always working towards the next thing. We're always, we're moving on to the next thing. By the time we get to the thing we've been working towards, we don't even stop to acknowledge that it happened because we're already stuck in this cycle of like, I'm not enough because I haven't done this next thing or this next, next, next thing. So I think one thing that can be really helpful is acknowledging just how far you have come up until this point, living in the gain, being in celebration and in gratitude for the things that you have learned, the strides that you've made, the goals that you've set, the habits that you form, the intentionality that you have. Because when you are filled with that sense of gratitude and pride and confidence in what you've done, it helps prepare you for what's to come next without drowning in that self-doubt of not being enough to do that thing that you want to do. And I think that also goes along with practicing self-compassion for ourselves. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but if a friend came to you and said, hey, I really want to do this thing, would you sit there and be like, well, here's the 100 reasons 
that it's going to fail and you aren't good enough or qualified enough to make it happen? No. I mean, I hope not. Maybe you'd have a a realistic conversation of what it's going to take to do that, but you would hopefully be like, that is so freaking awesome. I can totally see that for you. Here's all the reasons that you're already partway there. Here's where what you've done in the past that totally sets you up for that. Here are some steps that you could take to get you closer to that. You would be pouring goodness and wisdom and positivity and compassion for them. And even if they came back a week or two or a month later, fumbling through part of the process, you wouldn't say, yeah, told you, you suck. At least I hope not. Oh my gosh. If you're that kind of friend, that's another conversation. But you know, you'd be like, okay, like let's hear where you're at. What are you struggling with? Okay. Let's find some people who can help. What about this resource? What can you let go of? What can you get more clear on? You would guide them through that process with all of the love and support and admiration and cheerleading to get them there. So of course, it's again, that's a a lot easier said than done. But recently I've read the book Soundtracks by John Acuff, and it talks all about replacing those negative thought patterns with positive ones that encourage us to be intentional and positive and stepping into ourselves. And I love the way that he describes it as a dial. You know, sometimes those that negativity gets loud. And it maybe doesn't always go away, but like we can turn it down a little bit and replace it with something louder. So I think that like catching ourselves when we start having this, who am I, or I can't do that, or I'll never be enough, or she's so much better, catching that in the moment and then asking ourselves, is that true? Is that kind? Is that helpful? And if not, acknowledging, accepting it for what it is, because of course we don't want to go down another shame spiral of, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that. I know better because that's just like opens up a whole other Pandora's box, right? But recognizing it, sitting with it, accepting it, and then figuring out how we can change it, how can we replace it, how we can pour into ourselves the same way that we would pour into someone else coming to us with a problem or an idea or asking for advice. And I think that really lends itself to, it matters who you are surrounding yourself with, especially when you're in the pursuit of making some sort of change or stepping into something new or going after a goal that's on your heart or changing your lifestyle in some way. If you are constantly hearing voices of negativity or complaining or et cetera, like it's a lot harder for you to step into growth. That people you spend time with have an impact on your self-esteem and what you believe to be as possible. It's why things like my ascender tree, it's why masterminds are so powerful because when you intentionally put yourself in a space where your ideas, your dreams, your goals are not only celebrated, but everyone else is also doing big things and like they help you see even bigger, like that redefines what you think is possible. When you are able to be surrounded by people who genuinely support you, who see where you're at, who want to hold you accountable to the things you want to do, hold space for you through the times where you are feeling self-doubt or where you're struggling and who are build you back up and help you feel confident towards what you're working towards, like game changer, game changer. And so I think even, you know, I want to add to that, you don't always necessarily (laughs) You know, you can't change your family. And there may be relationships in your life where they are going to be ever present in it regardless. But I think that you also get to decide 
what those interactions look like. If there is someone who is speaking negativity and doubt into you as you talk about the things that you care about, you get to control what that conversation looks like. That can be a lot of work with setting boundaries of, listen, I'm really excited about this health journey that I'm on. I feel better than I ever have before. And I know that it's hard and it's different, but I'd appreciate if you supported me in this. Or, you know, if you are getting sober for the first time and your friends and what you do with your friends typically involves alcohol, that can be, you know, having conversations around, listen, like I'm doing a dry January. I mean, January's past, but you get the the point. I just feel like, you know, this, that, and the other is just going to make me feel a different way. And I would just really appreciate that you not do these things and maybe do this instead, or don't talk about the, you know, without getting into too many specifics, like also think about how you can encourage the people around you to be supportive of you and what you're willing to let them say and do to you and around you and what things like you're not going to sit back and take it anymore. If you're sister or your sister-in-law or your friend are constantly poking fun at something that you're doing, maybe the way you share online or something you're you're trying, like you also get to decide what role they play in what your experience is. And I'm not saying that it's easy. Those are hard conversations to have, but certainly some work with setting boundaries with the people that exist in your life and then also being intentional about who you're sharing with, who you're talking to, and who you're allowing to speak into you as you pursue what's on your heart can make such a big difference. And I think it goes without saying something that all of us know, but can be really easy to to not prioritize in the moment is the more that we are taking care of our physical and mental health, the more confident and capable and self-assured you're going to be across the board. And I know speaking from my own experience, I mean, you know, over the past several months, as I've really been in the thick of, of my healing journey and a lot of other things, like working out and some of those practices that I know make me feel really grounded and good, like I just didn't have the bandwidth for. And that's okay. I have compassion for that's where I was at in that season. But now that I'm rebuilding those habits and reprioritizing what it means to physically take care of my body, like it makes such a difference in my mental health, in my confidence, in my ability to step into things. Because the better we feel across the board, the better we're going to feel about the things that we're doing. Okay. And last but not least, and this is maybe not something that I would have suggested or even thought to recommend prior to the last couple of months, but if self-doubt and that underlying soundtrack of like, who am I, or I'm not enough, or I can't do this, if that is something that is routinely playing loudly for you and is affecting the way you show up in life or your business or your career or your family or your well-being, I cannot recommend enough asking for help from a mental health professional. Therapy has completely changed my life. And there are so many of these these thoughts and these soundtracks and these stories that were just on autopilot in the back of my mind, even though my conscious awareness knew an entire different state of reality. It's like what I knew to be true and what was guiding my decision-making or my daily function were two totally different things. And my therapist has really helped me figure out where some of that comes from. And we've done some really specific things to dig into that and reprocess it and now rewire and retrain. 
And it has been so life-giving, again, to not be stuck in the shame spiral of like, I know better because I do. But there was still a misalignment between these messages I had internalized and that I had used to keep me safe for so long that I no longer wanted to be part of my life. And maybe I would have come to that realization organically. I'm certainly really proud of what my personal growth journey has looked like over the last couple of years. But there were some pieces of it that I just could not do on my own. And that has when therapy has been so, so helpful. And so, you know, I'll stand on the top of a hill forever and talk about how how beneficial I think therapy is for whatever it is that's on your heart that you're struggling with. But especially if you are a person that identifies with that feeling of self-doubt and not enoughness, like it's been, it's been a game changer. So anyway, anyway, like I said, if you connect with us, just know that you are not alone. I promise even the women that you look to that you're like, wow, they have it all figured out or they're so successful or they're doing this and I am jealous and I wish that I could be like that. I promise that even they have moments perhaps on the daily where they too are wondering, who am I to or am I enough? And I think that it's so important for us to collectively work through this together to be stronger as a community to hold each other through those feelings and also remind each other and ourselves that you are worthy. You are enough. You are wildly capable of any dream that has been laid on your heart. It is never there on an accident. Just the fact that you can't stop thinking about it or it keeps coming up year after year or that that seed has been planted or those signs seem to be everywhere, it's not an accident. And I'm not saying it's an easy road, Certainly stepping into something new, making a lifestyle change, building new habits, changing careers, like breaking generational cycles. It is not always easy, but I promise it is on your heart for a reason. And why not you? Why not you? I think that if we can start to reframe that, who am I to why not me? Why not me? Like, we will be freaking unstoppable. So I am always here for you. I am always in your corner. I believe that your dreams and your goals and your habits and your intentions and the life that you love is possible. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. Until next time, I am forever grateful for you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.